Do you have some great people that work on your team? Well, if so, now's the time to figure out how to lead them more effectively. And we have a free resource out there to help you understand just that. It's the four principles that great leaders use to build more loyalty on their team. You can get this resource at theemployerblueprint.com forward slash great leaders. And it's absolutely free. And it's just a great, great way to help you understand the principles that are used Four simple principles to help you become a more effective leader and leading these amazing people around you. Again, you can check this out at theemployerblueprint.com forward slash great leaders. Welcome to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Well, this week I bring to you the second half of my conversation with Liz Kislick, a leading expert on uh, developing leaders in our organizations. And last week we talked about uh, leadership development and the impact that can have on the company. This week we're going to be talking about conflict management, conflict resolution, and the role that the leader plays in conflict in the company. So if you've not heard last week's episode, I highly encourage you to go check that out first. That way you can get caught up to where we are now. And uh, this week is really just some tremendous, valuable, and powerful information on conflict and the, the role that we play as leaders on the conflict that we see in the organization. So go check out last week if you haven't done so already. And this week, uh, we will dive in where we left off. Be sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Uh, and also, if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like to hear from us, please don't hesitate to let us know. You can reach out to us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. But I know you've got some great experience and research around conflict in the workplace. And um, as I, I think we both can agree, a lot of conflict comes from um, levels of emotional intelligence uh, and, and being able to understand ourselves and understand others and how we relate and communicate through those things. So um, I know you've recently had a, a TEDx talk about why there's so much conflict at work and what we can do to fix that. So let's talk about the first piece of that. Why do we experience so much conflict at work? I agree with you about the emotional intelligence piece. The other thing, though, is that it is extraordinary how unclear leaders can be in their direction. Mm -hmm. Forget about their understanding. It's actually the way they express the goals of the organization mm -hmm. and what needs to happen to get the work done. Because a leader may set a target for accomplishment, but without looking at who needs to do which parts of the job? Mm. Who has the detailed tasks? Mm -hmm. Do they have the skills to do those tasks? The declaration is meaningless if the rest of the support is not in place. Right, right. So when you give a meaningless declaration and then people are running around trying to figure out what they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. They often feel they can't fight with the leader. The leader has the power. Sure. So when they're upset and they don't know what to do, they take it out on each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even about their skills in avoiding conflict or skills in resolving conflict. Hmm. 
it's like setting, you know, you're sending kids out to play in traffic. Mm-hmm. You've got to give them the rules of the road first and make sure right. they're safe with each other. And that starts with the leader knowing these are the goals of the business. Mm-hmm. This is how we accomplish them and actually being right. Right, right. Yeah. So the way that I often talk about that is is definition, kind of one of the principles of leadership is providing clear definition, clear expectations, defining those expectations. Uh, here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here are the goals we have. Here's what it looks like to be successful in this role. And almost, you know, as, as best we can, almost making those kind of tangible check boxes that we can say we're doing these things. And by following this roadmap, we're, we're going to get there. Um, so, so what you are contending here is that that in order for us to reduce, if if I'm sitting here and I've I run my business, thirty employees, and I'm saying um, there seems to be a lot of conflict in the workplace, that maybe the first place I need to look is internally to make sure that I've clearly defined those expectations, to make sure that I've clearly communicated those, and I've done so in a way that people know this is how you fit in the organization. This is your role in us meeting our goals, and here's how we're going to accomplish those. So we need to look at ourselves first to help make sure that we have clearly outlined these for everybody else. I mean, am I saying that So I agree with that 100%, and I want to give you a corollary to it, which I talk about in the TEDx, Mm -hmm. and that is going to the people and asking them the right questions. Yes, you have to look inside, right? but you can't just trust your judgment sure. about what sure. you think. It's going to them and saying, and not saying, have I given you the right instructions? Because yeah. of course, they're going to say, yes, boss. Got it. You know, yeah. Right? <laughs> no, you idiot. You did yeah. not give me the right instructions. <laughs> you know, that's not a good thing to do at work. Right, right. So they're going to tell you yes, or half of them are going to tell you yes, and you're going to go back to your office feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. but that accomplishes nothing. Yeah. So a way to position that question is tell me the things that are not clear enough. Mm-hmm. That's one. Or tell me what would help you work on this better. Mm. What you're looking for is a longer answer in which they are willing to express to you some of the actual day-to-day challenges they face. Yeah. Because until they expose those to you, you can't make a good judgment about what actually needs to happen next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, so that leads into kind of the second part of that of, of how do we fix it? And, and I, I love that. That's a great, that's a great addition that make sure we're going through and we're asking those questions. Um, so, you know, the other thing that we've got to understand is at what point, as we look through our employees, at what point do we identify and recognize and accept that, hey, these are the areas that maybe I didn't do a great job of explaining and, and clarifying from you and making sure we're on the same page. And then this is actually, this is truly a personality conflict within our business. And I know that kind of goes back to the culture of the organization and the personalities we're working with. But is there, uh, is there a point or are there any cues that we need to look for to say, okay, we feel fairly confident that we have actually defined expectations, that, that the team understands what we're trying to get through and what we're trying to get across, mm-hmm. but we do still have a personality conflict that just doesn't fit well with the culture of our organization. Is there a way to help understand and identify that? Okay, so this gets tough. Tough and also not tough. The not (laughs) tough part is that 
you know, at work is the only place we're kind of entitled to do this, mm-hmm. where we can say, you don't perform well here. Right. And therefore, you're not earning the money I pay you. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I can actually terminate your employment right. and try to help you find something that fits you better somewhere else. True. Very um, good. Yeah. You, you can't do it a lot of other places, but yeah. that means you have a big responsibility to make sure it's really true. Yeah. So yeah. the first thing is what you are defining as kind of a cultural fit problem. Mm-hmm might actually be something else entirely. Uh, An example I use a lot is a very, very, very annoying woman who was responsible for generating a particular set of reports, and she had to go around to people every week and get the data, and everybody, you know, basically hated her guts. (laughs) And over time, it became well understood, and I'm putting that in quotes, that she was a problem. Hmm. Well, in fact, she wasn't a problem. The problem was there was no good way to get this information from people, and they didn't feel responsible to turn it over. Yeah, yeah. But it was on her to get it. Sure. So, so many things go back to the structure or how you're actually doing the business. Mm -hmm. Having said that, sometimes you have a person who is operating in a way that is bad for your organization. Yeah, yeah. They lie. They're demeaning to other people. Mm-hmm. It's a real behavioral problem. And I'm going to call it a behavioral problem as opposed to a personality problem. Yeah, yeah. Because you can actually identify the behaviors that right. are a danger to the you business. Define the behavior, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. You're not just calling it their style. You right. can say this person sneers, yells, throws things, Okay, that's not good. Right. Can't right. have that. So the first thing, of course, is to talk to that person and to say, this kind of behavior is not acceptable here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to change and be able to stay? Yeah. Or do we need to agree that you really don't belong here because you want to be able to have this behavior and I can't tolerate it here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you do come to that kind of fork in the road. Yeah. Yeah. But if they really don't fit, and if you have given them the opportunity and potentially the support, training, counseling, whatever else it is, absolutely to help them learn to do better, if they either refuse to do better, Mm -hmm. sometimes they tell you, no, I don't agree with you, you know, (laughs) I don't agree, my way is the good way, Mm -hmm. Um, then you have to part ways. Right. You have to part ways because you're damaging the rest of the organization and everybody will be greatly relieved when that happens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Something I want to point out that you said there, um, because I think it's important for people to hear it's easy to pass over. And I want people to hear it is the comment that you made that, you know, once you've defined the behaviors, you've explained those behaviors, you've given them the opportunity to fix the behaviors along with the support and resources that they need to change those behaviors. And, and that's something I think is incredibly important. I want to make sure people hear that, that as, as a leader in the organization, everything we've talked about today so far has been a selfless approach to leadership from sharpening people's pencils to now, as we talk about maybe, you know, exiting someone from our organization, it's still making sure that we have done everything we can do to give them what they need to be successful. And, and, 
that absolutely has to be at the heart of everything we do as a leader in our organization. Because if we are not doing that, we are not a leader. We're nothing more than a title and a boss. And if we want to truly lead the people around us, we've got to go into that with the mindset that my number one responsibility here is to help take care of these people, to help them be successful, and uh, to help them be the best version of themselves that they can be for a common good of the company. And um, I think that's a really important message for people to hear because it's easy for us to pass that and just say, Hey, Liz even said, man, if they're not fit in, they're not going to do it. We can get rid of them. But you have to make sure you're providing the resources and the support to help them succeed, if at all possible. That is your responsibility as a leader. It's not easy. It's not fun. But no one ever said it would be when you signed up for the gig. Kyle, you are so right. The last thing you said is exactly right. It's your responsibility. It's not easy. It's not fun. And what I would add to that is that if you are not experiencing some personal pain Mm -hmm. when you decide you have to exit somebody, Mm -hmm. something is wrong. That's right. And that's on two different counts. One is, it is a terrible thing to take away somebody's livelihood. That's right. For any reason, whether it is because they're not doing a good job or because you're in a bad season and you just don't have the cash and you can't afford to pay them Mm -hmm. and you have to let people go. These things happen, but it's on you. Mm -hmm. So you need to feel some pain. And the other thing is almost every time some of the responsibility is yours because you did not hire the right person. You hired somebody with these weaknesses Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe you could have noticed, not always, but maybe you could have noticed you knew they weren't perfect, but you really needed them. And so you thought you would just try them and it wouldn't (laughs) be so bad. And, but then it just stinks. Okay. So that's on you. You made that judgment Mm -hmm. or secondarily, they come in fine and somewhere along the way, something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, it is something that you and your organization did. Mm-hmm. You did not catch it soon enough to get them back on the right path, to help them be comfortable, to learn what they need to learn. Somebody didn't model right. That rolls up to you as the most senior leader. Right. So you are always responsible. And frankly, it ought to hurt when you have to cut somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely should. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something I often say, if, if you don't feel that, uh, you may be a sociopath, it, it shouldn't be right, but, um, it is, it is necessary at times. It's, it's part of what's best for the organization and best for the other people around. Um, but it should not be an easy thing to do. It should never be taken lightly. And, um, you know, so I, I have uh, four coaching strategies that I talk about sometimes and, and you know, the four ways we make sure that no employee gets left behind and we coach to excel, we coach the same, but then the other two are coach to improve or coach to remove. And before we go into this remove strategy, we should have led them through a, a uh, an improvement coaching strategy where we're trying to help them understand exactly what we talked about here. Here are the behaviors that are expected. Here are the behaviors that we are identifying. This is how we need to shore up that gap. And this is the timeline we want to try to work on those things. If we've not worked someone through that, if we've just gone from, well, you know, they tried, I just don't think they're very good. And we go straight to a removal strategy. We've not, 
we've not done our job. And the, and the reality is you're paying by, you're being paid by the company or you own that business for the purpose of helping these people. I mean, that's part that's of the, it's part of the responsibility we have. Um, and, and before we, uh, before we force someone to wake up tomorrow without a paycheck to put food on the table, we've got to take those things seriously and do what we can to help them. I, I agree with that. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Um, Liz, this has been excellent. And I know uh, I could go on and on and on uh, about these topics because I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And I know you are too. Um, but I, I want to make sure before we head out, uh, how can people learn more about you, about your resources, about your services and the things you're doing to help others? Thank you, Kyle. The easiest way is to go to my website because everything's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's www.lizkislick.com. I'm sure you'll share that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have that um, in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on the homepage, there is a place that they can get a free ebook hmm. that is actually about how you deal with some of the interpersonal conflicts that happen at work Great. and also get my monthly newsletter, um, lots of content in there. Mm-hmm. They can also find me um, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, and uh, on my website, on the speaking page, they'll find the TEDx if they're looking for more oh, good. Good. about conflict. So there's just a load of material there. Good, perfect. Well, yeah, we will definitely put uh, put some of that in the show notes. So people can get to it, access that information, and learn more about what you're doing. Liz, I cannot thank you enough uh, for sharing your knowledge and expertise, and uh, thank you for the way that you are trying to change the world one leader at a time. It is truly appreciated by everyone out there. So, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to be with you. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Today's episode was produced by Just You Marketing for all of your podcast needs. Just You Marketing has you covered. Be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you and you could reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com.